0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can on this program to give you a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. Life is hard, and it doesn't come with an owner's manual. And I don't know if you've been listening to the news, but people are falling apart. I thought you wrote a book. I know, I did. That's why it's the new manual. Or it's called Star Stuff, Feeding the 7 Basic Needs of Healthy Relationships. By the way, speaking of healthy relationships, James, how are you? And Monica... Healthy as always, it's going great. Are her uh, fingers healing? Her stubs? We're still uh, consulting doctors. We're, we're trying to figure that out. Some of you don't know, but Monica is uh, James's, what are we calling her, James, your friend? Uh, are we calling her girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, po- possible fiance. Possibly. TBD. <laughs> That's what we were told. TBD. Not to be confused with TB, which is B-A-D.
1: Yes, nobody likes to have tuberculosis. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, by the way, James, you're not making announcements today, but we do have a wedding alert.
2: Oh, we do. We do yes, a wedding we do. alert. A big wedding alert could be happening very soon.
0: It could be happening very soon. And as a professional relationship coach, Mm-hmm. Uh, you're calling this one. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. <laughs> but I'll wait. We'll wait till we get to it. But I'm going to call it. I'm going to. I'm going to put. I'm going to put some odds on it. <laughs> okay. I mean, in a good way. Um, here's the deal. Apparently, some people that get married or uh, that have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they break up. They no. break up. In fact, here's a little thought. Most people you've ever dated, you've broken up with.
2: That's true. not
0: that weird? Otherwise, no, you'd be—
2: kind of logical, actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you laughing about that?
2: Well, then it's logical.
0: But see, some people can't get over it. They can't get over the breakup. And it just sticks. It just (laughs) sticks in their head.
1: Yeah, it's the sad truth. It's
0: the sad truth. James, how many breakups have you had? I don't know. We stopped counting. Yeah. (laughs) But are we talking dozens? No, no, no. Tens of dozens? I think probably both hands could probably count it. Really? Maybe, yeah. But Monica's a keeper. Definitely. Some people don't know that Monica is your friend. And, um... You you play. You bought her some knives? Yes, which we still use to this day, and it's great. Even after the accident. Even after the accident, we still use them. Monica's missing a, a finger and a, half a finger.
2: Does she like Jose Canseco then?
0: Yeah, what happened there? He lost a finger.
2: According to Jose, he lost it at a poker game. Wow,
0: that's quite the ante. Mm-hmm,
2: that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Did he like, I'll raise you one digit? The news report is that he was cleaning a gun. Oh,
0: he shot his finger off. Yes, at a
2: poker game. I don't know if it was at a poker game. But. Who brings a po- who brings a gun to a poker game? <laughs> no, it's it's well, very it effective. depends on the poker game. When you're
0: cleaning your gun during the poker game, <laughs> you are going to fold.
2: <laughs> okay, it's kind of okay. a tell, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he starts cleaning his gun,
0: you know he's got a bad hand. <laughs> so he actually shot his finger off. That's apparently. that's the report.
2: Yes. Wow.
0: Wow. How do you tell that to the wife? I don't know. How is your poker game? Where? Well, I lost something. I don't know. Lost a little more than I came with. That's crazy. See, James, you and Monica, it's just, you just play that little game where you stab Cook. in between each finger. Yeah. Yeah, what's that called? Uh, just roulette. It's like knife roulette. We call it a fantastic date night. Apparently she's not very good at it. <laughs> well, I'm great at it. still have 10 digits. It's yeah. great. Poor Monica. Good fun. You'd think. She wouldn't want to date you anymore. <laughs> hey, but we have some um, headline news. This is really important. Headline news. Sean's got it for us. Okay, we're Hold not going to do the headline. No headline news. Yeah, hit it. Hit it. This is this is official.
2: Headliners from the Matt Townsend Show: A summary of stories that you might have missed. Dateline, Vonsidal, yes. Germany. Vonsidal. That's my guess on the pronunciation. Okay. By the way,
0: it's probably Vonsidal.
2: It could be. Okay. I'm not sure. We could ask Marcus. Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. Uh, but it seems that this uh, southeast German town is where Rudolf Hess was from. Rudolf A Hess. A deputy of Adolf Hitler, uh, if you remember. Yes. Uh, and um, he's also, uh, he was buried there until like 2011. So it's kind of... So we have... Very pro... Well, it... People, and not necessarily, no. The town okay. is not okay. pro-Nazi. Pro-Nazi, just... But there are some neo-Nazis in Germany who like to come and have a party every year. A Nazi on party? On November 15th. Okay. They're coming to party. They're coming to stir it up. They're coming to have a demonstration. Yeah. They do a march, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, this time, some of the folks in Wundseidel decided, well, let's welcome them. Like open arms? Kind yeah. They brought him in. They said, hey, why not? So huh. what had actually happened, though, was there was a group called Rights Versus Rights. Okay. And they'd come up with a way to protest this neo-Nazi march.
0: So how do you protest a protest?
2: Well, what they decided was that for every meter that the neo-Nazis marched, <laughs> there were local businesses and residents who would donate $12.50 to a non-governmental organization devoted to making it easier For neo-Nazis to leave behind their hateful politics. Wow. So a
0: support group. A support group. So for every meter marched by the Mm neo-Nazis, money would be donated to a group that helps people get out of the neo-Nazi. Cure people from neo-Nazism. Yes. Wow. So very productive.
2: There were 200 neo-Nazis who showed up for this march and they had to choose whether to do we march, march or not to march? Well, it seems like, like we're marching question. against
0: ourselves. <laughs> exactly. This is great. <laughs> well, They decided to still march. That is the perfect. That is the perfect march plan, isn't it? Anti anti mm-hmm. plan. I like but they,
2: they all participated in – so they, they raised funds against themselves. So you, everyone's
0: cheering them on. March, <laughs> march,
2: march, march, march. They did. There was actually confetti being
0: thrown Yay.
2: on these marchers and going. stuff going, yeah,
3: we're glad you're here. That is
0: cool. That is so cool. That's the way – that is how you take them on. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You, you you kill them with love.
4: Mm-hmm. I
2: think it's kind of funny.
0: It's just, you kill it's them with great. love. Oh, man. Yep. Well cuz apparently in the past years they had tried to do kind of counter protests and yeah, a lot that's of contention. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. trouble. Yeah. People then start pulling knives. Yeah, exactly. And someone's going to lose a digit. And they start playing the knife game with the hand. Yeah. No, no. Oh. It's not pretty. This is better. And they raised money and how much money was raised? Uh they didn't say how much total. I, I believe it was over 10,000. Uh, yeah. Something. I I heard it was 10 billion. Close.
2: <laughs> not quite. That's a rough estimation. 10 billion scallions. Very it's rough. a very small town. I don't know that they had that much money.
0: Bunch of onions. Okay,
2: but you did mention that we do have a wedding Wait, announcement. Wedding announcement. This is big.
3: Dun, dun, wedding
0: dun, 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 announcement. <laughs> Dateline Corcoran, California. Ooh, Corcoran. I've been through Corcoran. Do you know what's in Corcoran? It just seemed like a big state prison.
2: That's all that's there. Well, I don't know that that's all that's there, but <laughs> I bet
0: Corcoran's got a lot of great things.
2: It, it probably does. I've never been there myself, but there is a prison, what's and they going have on? a very notable prisoner in the prison. Who? Charles Manson. <gasps> Charlie Manson. hmm What's Charlie doing lately? Well, looks like the man wants to get married. Oh, man. Okay. There is a 26-year-old woman who visits him in prison regularly. Now, Charlie's got to be 60-something. No, 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 no. He's 80-something.
0: Oh, I think he's like 69 or No, 80. he's in his
2: 80s. Wow. But this 26-year-old woman, uh, Afton Elaine Burton, wow. who left her Midwestern home nine years ago and moved to Corcoran. Oh yeah, to, to be, be near. closer to him.
0: Stand by mm-hmm. your man.
2: Well, she maintains several websites that advocate Manson's innocence. By the way, <sighs> yeah, and she goes by the name of Star, e. which is the nickname that Charles has given her.
0: That's weird because James goes by Comet. Hmm. <laughs> that's a good name. It's a great name.
2: But the the wedding uh, license was issued on November seventh. Twenty
0: six year old woman's marrying an eighty year old man that's in prison for life. Yep.
2: And they have 90 days to get married, or they will have to reapply. Hmm. I love him, she says. I'm with him. There's all kinds of things.
0: What's there not to love? Exactly. <laughs> Let me count the ways. You know, okay. Oh, so, again, as a relationship now, expert, I'm going to bet this one's not going to work.
2: Well, hey, but come on. Hmm? Give it a chance. <laughs> it's love. Yeah. But why would you want to marry
0: this guy? Well, he's... Maybe he's got money stashed away. Uh,
2: well, he and his spouse will be allowed to invite 10 folks who are non-inmates to the wedding.
1: <laughs> wow. You have the inmates sit on one side and then everyone One out, of them is going to be TMZ. hmm They're going to on the front oh, yeah. row on that one. But
2: you know what's interesting? Okay. He's, as a life a prisoner mm-hmm. with no parole date. Yeah. He is not allowed familial visits. Yes. No Let's put it visits. that way. Yeah. Right. So, why get married? Yeah, does, can she visit him after they get married? Oh, sure. She can visit, yes.
0: Through a glass. Got to have the glass. Yeah.
2: There's no physical
0: contact But you know what? Whatsoever. You can put your hands up on the glass. That's romantic. But she says marrying
2: him would allow her to get information not available to non relatives. Mm. So she can get information to help him fight his case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, mm-hmm. um,. I'm pretty sure she's going to need to listen to our next guest. I think so, too. Uh, we're going to take a break, but our next guest is Susan Lockman, and she's going to teach us about how to process a breakup. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a breakup. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to marry someone on, you know, with a life sentence. It's hard. But, you know. I so would if, think if it, it would If be... it doesn't work out, she'll want to listen to this next guest. Breaking Maybe, up. I it's hard. Know. Anyway, we're going to be talking about how to get over your breakups, how to move on, how to let it go, how to process it, so you don't have to carry the baggage of all of your ex-relationships. We'll be talking about that. Up next, this is The Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM, 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Have you lost that loving feeling? Well, the Righteous Brothers are going to sing to you. You can always have Tom Cruise do it, too. Oh, this is such a good part. You know, listen to that. See, that's the music you listen to when you're getting over a breakup. I can just see you, James, in your jammies, your footsies, zipped up to your chin. A little companionship
2: of Ben and Jerry
0: little Ben and Jerry big spoon you're eating your ice cream like yum 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 but you're mourning a breakup that is why we've brought our expert on today you know we've all had a breakup that we struggled with some have struggled for years some need to move on and some have gotten over it like James who's dating Monica Suzanne Lochman's joining us. She is has a um, a doctorate of psychology um, and is in New York State, is a licensed clinical psychologist with the offices um, in Manhattan and Westchester, New York. She earned her doctorate um, from Furcoff Graduate School of Psychology of Yeshiva University. In addition to her clinical work since 9-11, Dr. Lachman has been consulting psychologists for the fire department. And has worked extensively with New York City Firefighters, which has uh, further honed her expertise in trauma. She's been everywhere out there. We found some articles on psychology today. She's got a blog there, Me Before We. you got to go check that out. You can also um, go to her website, which is, let me get there, Dr. D.R.S., or Dr. Suzanne L. DrSuzanneL.com. you got to go check that out. She also has an upcoming book, Surviving Your Epic Breakup, which will be out in 2015, next year sometime. Suzanne, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show.
5: Hi, Matt. How are you?
0: How are you? I'm doing great.
5: I'm all right. Thank you. That... I should probably throw in uh, Facebook and Twitter. Holy because cow. Facebook in particular is a great forum for um, communicating back and forth. There
0: you go. So and oh, Lockman yeah. is L A C H M A N N Lockman.
5: And I love that you pronounced it properly. That's right. Did, did I?
0: Is that right, Lockman?
5: That is it. It's German. Ah, um, oh, see. So it's
0: yeah. My, my team exactly. here helped me with that.
5: Oh, good. I would have called, right. called you. I would
0: have called you Lochman. But that didn't <laughs> and work. I
5: would have corrected you. <laughs> you
0: would have. Yeah. I, I love the name Suzanne, and I also love the work you're doing. Thank you for those firefighters in New York.
5: Thank you for, well, thank you for making that part of the intro, because it is such an important part of who I am as a clinician, as a therapist, too, and it has really informed my work a lot.
0: I I mean, I bet, too, because that's, it's interesting, because you would think somebody that's kind of the breakup expert, and then also a trauma expert, I mean, it really is, it probably parallels in some regard, right?
5: You're absolutely right, the two really do go hand in hand in many ways. Does Obviously it, not that kind of yeah, drama yeah. but other kinds but yeah. too
0: i mean and that's the front lines and it seems like we were joking earlier we've all had breakups right that's mm-hmm. it's the normal thing but in my practice i see a lot of people that just can't get over stuff
5: yeah
0: and yeah. and then they're stuck aren't they
5: it feels like they're stuck yeah. absolutely it's it's because it's very hard to um, recognize how similar the feelings are to losing, um, to, to losing someone to death, actually. Mm. Um, when you've had what I call an epic breakup, um, and these are the kinds that are so hard to get over, um, you really end up struggling in ways that feel very similar to if you've lost a loved one through some other means. Um, so it's important and helpful to actually be able to look at it in certain ways, through a, sim- a similar lens, when you can.
0: That's why you put together. We've all heard of the stages of grief that somebody mm-hmm. will go through as they're, you know, as they're mourning the passing of somebody. You've used similar stages as we're grieving a breakup.
5: That's right. Um,
0: Share those. Co- so, go through that with us.
5: Sure. Um, Kubler Ross uh, is a psychiatrist. Elizabeth Kubler Ross has five stages of grief that she put together in 1969, related to um, grieving a death, and lots of people have used those stages as a springboard to understanding all kinds of grief. So I'm, I'm yet another person who's uh, undertaken the same challenge in looking at these um, at her stages and trying to sort of update them and make them more relevant yeah. to break up um, and to make them also more timely and so i came up with my own and they actually are perpetually taking on more nuance as i go especially as i'm writing the book yeah but they're, they're uh, starting
0: to take their own life form aren't exactly.
5: they exactly isn't that and, cool and dimension is yeah. really interesting there's a couple of, yeah go ahead that means
0: you're onto something though
5: it feels like that you know what i mean I cuz that's like that a lot. Yeah. yeah
0: there's depth that's right that's pretty cool that's
5: Totally, totally true.
0: So, so when we break up, I mean, that's what's weird because sometimes it's—I guess it is like death. We didn't choose it, you know. It just sneaks up on us. Or, but sometimes, sometimes we're in a relationship that seems dead long before we know it's dead. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're dragging a corpse around, and I guess while we're doing that, we're going through this process. Is that what's happening?
5: You know, I mean that—that's a really good question or interesting perspective. It—it's. There's so many factors that contribute to why relationships continue long after their expiration date. Um, And I think one of them is that the fear of the unknown so often Mm trumps the known. And, um, you know, one of the things that I found in working with people uh, going through breakup is just how uncharted it is to be plummeted into the unknown that way. Um, how terrifying it can be and how disorganizing it can be.
0: Does it matter how long you've dated? I mean, I guess I'm assuming if you've been with somebody, you know, five years, ten years, or married, it might be different than just, you know, four months. Or do they go through the same process with every type of relationship?
5: That's another, like, interesting kind of thing to look at and try to understand, um, because it can feel to many, like a four-month relationship was as epic mm-hmm. as the 15-year marriage was for someone else. I think it has so much to do with temperament, with just makeup of the person uh, going into the relationship in the first place, who they are, you know, what brought them here, what kind of traumas in, in their past that they endured, for example, like yeah. situations, problems. Um, and I guess your strength,
0: too, huh? your personal strength.
5: Right, exactly. Are you bringing strength
0: and history, or is this kind of all new to you?
5: Mm -hmm. How much did
0: you invest in that? Yeah, that's interesting.
5: There are just so many factors. um, And and, and part of why I think a lot of people feel stuck is that they don't feel either deserving of the level of of despair they have um, Mm post-breakup, or um, they are sort of mad at themselves and they try to brush it off and deny it. And usually when you deny something like that, it still comes back and haunts you later. Yeah. Um, so it's really, I think, more a matter of how you allow yourself to process it, regardless of how long it was and, you know, all, who you are going in. Uh, what I tell my, my patients and anyone who's willing to listen all the time is, look, this is your process. Whatever it is, it's your process. It'll take as long as it takes.
3: Yeah, that's great.
0: Because then, then it's on them.
5: Well, you know, it, they're not it, jumping
0: through your hoops.
5: And, and Right, and they're not jumping through anyone's hoops yeah. that way. That's yeah. exactly right. And and it's even sort of taking the onus off of them. It's saying, you know what, you, you're you not the master of how this is going to unfold for you. Yeah. There's too much unpredictable stuff in grieving uh, to be able to map it out and and know when you're going to be done with it, Some, at least for some, at least for those who are seeking help with it or at least recognize that they're not where they'd like to be at this point yeah. after a
0: breakup. Well, I, I think it's a brilliant approach um, to the breakup because it, it is. It's painful, and we do need to mourn it. We're talking with Dr. Suzanne Lockman, and she is walking us through the seven stages of grieving a breakup. Okay, So this is Surviving Your Epic Breakup. She'll be bringing the book out in 2015, so uh, we're getting a little preview of it all. We're going to take a break, come back. If you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. If you have an, an issue, a question you want to ask Dr. Suzanne Lockman about your breakup, what's normal, what's healthy, this is your chance. 1-855-CHAT-BYU, which is 1-855-242-8298, or just tweet us, at BYU Radio. We'll get your question on the air. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. More with Suzanne right after this break. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.
3: These foolish games are tearing me apart.
0: Sounds like Jules in a breakup. Foolish games. But hey, hey, Jewel, you don't need to grieve. Actually, apparently you do. Suzanne Lockman is joining us, Dr. Suzanne Lockman, And go to her website, drsuzannel.com. Uh, great great uh, site, as well as a psychologist, author, relationship expert. She is teaching us how to survive your epic breakup. One way to do it, grab some Ben and Jerry's, turn on Jewel, and just Eat. Another way to do it is uh, in 2015, you can read Suzanne's book that's coming out, "Epic: Surviving Your Epic Breakup. She's on the phone right now with us teaching us about the stages of a grieving breakup. One of the first stages, uh, Suzanne, it seems is to when you're desperate for answers. You need to know why, why, why,
3: or whatever.
5: That's right. That's right. Um, it's usually what happens... Um, In the beginning, um, when you're shocked. And what's ironic about it is that a lot of times people are coming out of what feels like a dead end relationship, and yet still
3: it feels
5: like they've been hit with a ton of bricks. And there is a lot of initially, a lot of like obsessing um, about, you know, how did this happen, and ruminating, going over and over in your head what point did this actually happen what did I do to make this happen this couldn't really be yeah. true this isn't the case so what a lot was of he that think is yeah. Going
0: on. yeah is it do you, do you sense is there one gender that goes through this more than the other because I've heard it both ways it's it could be it, it, or and is it just the one that was surprised the most
5: uh, it, you know it, it, it again I think it has rather than gender it has more to do with with who you are as a mm-hmm. person in the world yeah. than anything else. And how you receive, uh, how resilient you are, you know, just how you receive new changes in your yeah. life that upend you. Well,
0: and you, and you want to process it. This is why I think knowing that there are stages of it can be very healthy. Because then, you know, once, you've, once you're once you no longer desperate for answers, you might be denying it for a while. And then another mm-hmm. stage is bargaining.
5: Bargaining's an interesting one, Talk yeah.
0: about that one, because that seems like, I see that a lot in relationships. Just take me back. It'll be better. We can make it work.
5: Right, um, exactly. It's, there's so many levels and types of bargaining, in my opinion, and this is where Kubler-Ross, this is where I sort of start to go in my own direction yeah. um, from her, uh, in bargaining and anger in particular, I'd say. But um, in bargaining, there's a couple of kinds. There's the kind where you keep sort of swimming back in time in your head and reconfiguring a situation to create a different outcome hmm. in your head which a lot of people do. If yeah. if, if I only had done this, yeah. Yeah. then that wouldn't have happened. And you and people can get so caught up in the wishfulness of how it could have been that they lose sight of how it is, yeah. and that also can keep you kind of entrenched. But on the other hand, it's also a part of the process of grieving a breakup, um, it's one of the stages. It's inevitable. Not only to bargain with your ex, if if that if you feel so inclined to do that, to see if there's a way to recover the relationship, but also to try to bargain with yourself, as if somehow you're going to create a different outcome. It's um,
0: it's an magically. interesting yeah. thing because you. It's a lot of times it's the healthiest thing. It's kind of like death, I guess, too, where somebody's. Dying of a cancer that's been ravaging them for years, and ah, let's just—if we could just let it go, it would let them go peacefully. It would be healthy, and yet we do. We go through the process of bargaining and anger, and we still go through those steps. But relationships—I've seen people go back, even though they know it's not right and it won't work, and they shouldn't. But the pain of going through this stage, these stages of grief, are so hard that they they'd exactly. rather get back in.
5: I call those false starts. Yep.
3: False starts, um, yeah.
5: False starts more often than not. Sometimes they do materialize into the the relationship recovering in some way. Yeah. But more often than not it's when you gravitate back or when both people sort of give in um, and and try to make something yeah. work that was so painfully unfixable before. Um it, it doesn't usually work out well, and, and more often than not, that's been part of the bargaining process that's led to that, the other kind, the kind where the person who's been um, who's been left broken-hearted the most of the two yeah. um, decides that there's some way that he or she can take on the magnificent role of fixing everything by compensating for all the things that were wrong, yeah. even if even though it took two people um and obviously that's an it's impossible to seal all the cracks um and and make it all perfect and okay despite how much you're dreaming and hoping that it will be just so you can avoid the pain of letting go.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean that's uh it's I mean I think everybody out there listening is like uh huh did that. That was yeah. my last one yeah. that one didn't go well. Exactly. And then it it seems like after you've kind of bargained and and relapsed or whatever, that you, that anger is a natural byproduct, and we think our anger, I guess, is at them, but sometimes our anger is at ourselves and our own inability to move on.
5: You know, this is another, this is an interesting, anger is an interesting concept to me, because there's, in my opinion, there's, as pertains to breakup, there's two kinds of anger, even to any grief, really.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, there's this, initially, for a lot of people, there's a diffuse kind of anger that comes with, with it, in the beginning of breakup, when you're, your thoughts are all disorganized and everything's been turned upside down, and you feel angry at everything and everyone, or at yourself, or at that person, but it sort of, it doesn't... It's not a productive kind of anger because you're entrenched in it. And it's a, it's more of a blamey kind of anger and blame is not a good, when you're blaming someone for something, it's the same as not being able to kind of take responsibility for whatever your part is in it and move with that. The kind of anger that I'm, um, that I think comes later in the process is anger that is more directed, like, okay, these were my contributions before. I'm not going to do that again in mm. my life. I'm done doing that stuff. Um, or now I'm legitimately angry at my ex for um, letting this for letting this die when it was so, in my opinion, let's say, salvageable. Um, but I accept that. I can't do anything about that. However, my anger right now is empowering, um, and it, I'm going to use it as fuel to mm-hmm. better my way in the world. So oh, that's interesting.
0: Th- that opens the gateway.
5: versus taking responsibility that's right. kind of anger. And it's almost
0: yeah. empowered. You describe unempowered versus empowered. Now all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focused, and that I guess moves us down further into like accepting initially, exactly. accepting what's going on, and exactly. eventually redirecting it.
5: Right. Well, hope. Um, that's another one. I don't. That's not one of of the initial stages uh, that Kubler Ross came Mm-mm. up with. But um, I think a lot of the the desperation that comes from many with breakup is um, that they lose access to to hopeful feelings, and hopeful feelings are so can 't amount to any of us sort of getting where we need to go in the world ever is to be able to feel hopeful about something yeah and to lose hope is an awful desperate feeling um, and when you're able later on to and it's not that you actually lose hope it's that you lose access to it mm-hmm. it's there somewhere within it's just nothing that you have um, in your purview at this time and later you can you find ways you can sort of reunite with hope and and hopeful feelings and that also helps in your healing process.
0: I mean I, how many times right. have I heard the, a, a client or somebody you know somebody that's in the process of divorce or is divorced and they're still going through this and you're like you know you're going to eventually find somebody and they're you're going to find love again and they look at me like no whatever I can't even imagine it don't even want it and right. you can just see that that hopelessness but you do know it's just it's like one degree away. It's That's they, right. they just need to turn it a little bit, and they'll see this light.
5: Right, and it's such a pivotal time because things like isolating yourself or um, or or downplaying your feelings makes it harder to reaccess hope again. Yeah, um, it's it's being able to acknowledge that you're in pain and that this is really difficult for you, whether it's supposed to be or not. That kind of leaves you more open to the possibility of of finding new ways to to feel good in the world.
0: That's beautiful. We're going to take a break. Let's take a break, come back so I have a little more time with you at the end of the sh- at the end of this hour. We're talking with Dr. Suzanne Lockman. She is uh, the author of an upcoming book to be released in 2015, Surviving Your Epic Breakup. You can go check out her website l, drsuzanneL.doctorsuzanneL.com. And check out her website there. You can also find her on Psychology Today. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion, including are we we not healthy if we don't have any of these feelings with a breakup? We're going to be talking about that as well. This is the Matt Townsend Show. More on healthy breakups right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back everybody. It's too late. It's too late. Leave me alone. I'm hurt. Today we're talking about uh, the process of breaking up. It's a painful thing and uh, it's a process, you know. Apparently we're all going through it and you're going to end up breaking up a lot more than you're going to end up, you know, finding the one. Unless you just happen to find the one on your first date. Like, Sean. It's like losing your keys. They're always in the last place you look. Yeah, it's like that. I don't know. I mean, it seems like your wife's different than Keys, but whatever. You can answer that? The last one you'll ever need. True dat. It's mm-hmm. a good point. Um, today on the phone, Dr. Suzanne Lockman is joining us. You got to go check out her website. Uh, Dr. L.com and also go to Psychology Today to the Me Before We blog, and you're going to get all the Suzanne you could ever need. She's going to walk you through a bunch of stuff, uh, grieving in, in particular. She's an expert in um uh, like tra- traumatic experiences. She works. As a counselor in New York City, she has offices in Manhattan, Westchester, New York, and um, she has been a consulting psychologist for the uh, for the New York Fire Department, and has worked extensively with our the NYC firefighters, which is super cool. Which is where she's honed her experience in trauma. And then she thought, "Hey, who needs more help with trauma yeah. than those of us that are breaking up?" Is that right, Suzanne?
5: That is one on. significant population it's that huge it's pretty traumatized, I would agree, but
0: you've yep. written great uh, great blogs on why we're we still grieving Robin Williams. I mean, I really am still Thank grieving you. robin williams he he's huge to me, and I just related to him so well as a kid and mm-hmm. so I mean anyway, go check out psychology today and look up the me before we blog or just look up suzanne lockchwin that's all you need. Hey Suzanne teach us um, a little bit more about this so if somebody goes if somebody breaks up with you know their significant other and all of a the sudden they don't care they don't feel any anger they don't feel any guilt mm-hmm. is that bad does that mean they're uh they're not healthy what does that mean
5: not at all if you um if you feel done with a relationship and you've you are walking away from that relationship as clear as you possibly can be um it's certainly your prerogative to feel okay about it sure uh and i i wouldn't uh i wouldn't condemn anyone for for walking away from something that they're unhappy in and allowing themselves to feel okay about it after
0: it seems like that's the healthy way to do it versus getting you know pretending like we're going to make it hanging on not wanting to be there maybe doing something stupid being unfaithful i mean you you want to end it with character
5: to the best of your ability, yes, but just like dealing in the, with the aftermath of a breakup is your process, the relationship itself is your process.
0: It's all, yeah, so, it's, it's, it's all it's, and in it's there. got a life of its own.
5: That's right, and, and so it's going to affect you the way it affects you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and who you are, again, who you are as a person going in, what your history was, your temperament, uh, Your just your experiences in the world, your makeup, all of that contributes to how you are in the relationship and how you leave the relationship.
0: I think, I think that's important, too, because um, it's not like at the end of this relationship they just disappear. <laughs> They're still right. in your head, and so every time you see them or you hear them – and if you're, if you're parenting – and you have a child together. This doesn't go away by a divorce. Mm-hmm. You you either have healed or you haven't healed.
5: It's it's really complicated because there are so many different kinds of terrain that people have to navigate. Um, post-breakup. Some people, you know, have to fight over a pet, and that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. For them. And oh, yeah. some people can make choices to walk away from things that they were attached to or feel forced to do so, but others um, are in far more complicated situations that involve child care. And um, mm. uh, when you have to deal with the person that has hurt you the most in this world it can be beyond excruciating to figure out how to navigate that and also be the caregiver you need to be for your children. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Is is it um, – what if I was uh, – what if I was, like – how do you put this? What if I was taken advantage of? What if I was rejected mm-hmm. prematurely in my mind – or – and um, what do I do? Do I just need to know about these stages? Or are are there active takeaways I need to be processing? And are there ways that I can facilitate my way through this process, not to expedite it, but to, to maximize it?
5: That is such – I love that term, actually. Do you mind if I steal no, it for the book? Put that in the book.
0: Hey, All make right. a meme of that and put that on social media.
5: Yay. Done. By the way, that <laughs> – you mentioned social media. I've got to say Facebook. Facebook Dr. again. Suzanne I know. I Lock, keep forgetting. For, yeah, because that's where the most—and and Twitter, Dr. Suzanne L. That, that's where I have the most interaction yeah. back and forth with people. So, um, But a- anyway, back to maximizing— um, over what was the other one? I gotta, I gotta remember it.
0: I guess uh, just, I guess just going through it and being angry. I mean, I mean we, I guess we could wait and just kind of go through the stages and let them come. Or is there a way I can facilitate it and like ma- maximize each stage so I'm getting everything I can as I'm going through this?
5: I think um, the my whole belief system centers around one line, and that is knowledge is power, and self knowledge is the ultimate power. Hmm. And being able to identify um, to the best of your ability what's going on for you um, and as often as you can to be able to share, talk to trusted others, um, your, you know, whether it's within your church or somewhere within your community or a counselor or a friend, but anywhere that you can put your feelings, anywhere that you can express them, when you when things come out of your mouth into the world and you can hear yourself you also learn a lot that way mm, yeah um so the it it helps you be less alone through the process it helps you understand what stage you're navigating through at various times or if there are a bunch of them at once that you're you know wrestling with yeah um you can also – you're welcome to go back and visit them a bunch of times. That happens a lot too.
0: But I love it's, the voice idea. You, you've got to hear you, – you've got to be talking You've got, or, or at least maybe writing. You could write.
5: You can write. Um, and but you, nowadays, need, you need
0: information out of you, right? And, and then circle back and look at it and because and, it seems like you'd see the progress taking place.
5: Right. Or I'm the evolution sure. of it is really aimed at, or will be, and is in the process of being super aimed. Right now we're calling it Breakup Book 2015, because my title I've been a little back and forth about. Yeah, yeah. uh, Hashtag Breakup Book 2015. But it is um, a lot of of sort of the importance of sitting with people through the beginning, middle, and however the whole experience concludes um, until you feel better um it, that's, that's what the book is about, and and that's the hugest message that I can give today is the importance of being able to find words to describe your experience, um, because it's empowering for you to understand what's happening to you.
0: Yeah, and I love that, because that, you're going to take that with you. That's right. And, and I mean, if you're going to go through such a difficult situation, it may as well make you better. Right? it
5: couldn't be further uh, closer to the truth. That's right. Yeah.
0: I mean, because yeah. what's funny is a lot of times we kind of regress and we become our worst self during this process. And if we don't process and learn, then we just kind of, you know, I don't know, I guess we store it up and we're just a time bomb. And then we yeah, go and take it to, it to the next one.
5: Sideways. That's right. When yeah. that happens, you're squirting out all over the place <laughs> with all kinds yeah. of feelings That's... that don't belong where they're going. It's not um, it's not attractive. No, no, no.
0: That's the, it's, I mean it's, it's hard not. to take you on a date and then have you just like <laughs> blowing out on the side. Yeah, it's not
5: good.
0: That's right. What um it's it's interesting. I bet when you're working with your clients now that they kind of have, at least right now, your blog on psychology today, mm-hmm. they finally have maybe you're helping them with the words, you're helping them to see that there's a process. It seems like just knowing that there's a process to this, even though it's yours and it will happen at your own speed, having a process gives hope, I think.
5: That is my hope, is that it gives hope. That's right.
0: Yeah. I mean, what well, what a great gift. And yet... Um, I mean, for forever we have been, people just have had to gut it out. And then we have all these good-meaning, well-intended friends like, "Uh, come on, she was a witch, you didn't even like her anyway, come on. (laughs) But you can't talk someone out of this, can you?
5: You really, really can't. What you can do is make them feel really bad unintentionally, though, (laughs) when you expect them to feel better and they don't.
3: That's true.
5: And that kind of entrenches them further than they were before, unintentionally, of course. But it is something to be aware of when you're expecting someone to be on your timeline versus on theirs.
0: Well, what do you do about... um, Let's say you're in another relationship, but you can see the person you're dating still isn't over the morning that they should have had for the last one. I mean, you know, the makeup boyfriend, the makeup girlfriend. Is that to be avoided? What do I do? Do I, I... Wait for her to process. Do we should we slow down our relationship while she's working through that one?
5: Um, that's probably I. I try hard not to um, dictate. Yeah. what
0: yeah, there's not a law, going to right. do
5: and um, how they're going to go about doing it because there are lots of so-called rebound relationships that have materialized into amazing yeah. relationships, and there are some that fall flat. Um, But, you know, just keeping in mind that whoever the breakup E is, that it's their process, um, can just help them and you manage the terrain. Um, Because you you can't really, I don't, in my opinion, it's it's not helpful to say, hey, don't date someone now until you're ready when it's really hard to know when you're ready. Right, right.
0: Yeah, and maybe you, sometimes you don't know you're ready till it's in contrast, right? So
5: exactly till you're
0: dating someone, you're like oh, okay, now I'm ready.
5: Right? It, 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 exactly. Exactly. We're not we're we're dealing with the inside of the mind and the heart, not what's on the outside of you. So you can't know when a wound is totally healed.
0: Yeah. Well, I I am so excited to read the book. Will you come back and and talk to us when you release the book?
5: Absolutely. This is I'd love to.
0: this is the real deal, and I think people. We need it, you know. We we just assume, you know, everyone knows how to break up, but we don't. We don't. So uh, everybody, uh, go check out her website, Doctor Suzanne L, or Facebook Suzanne Lockman L A C H M A N N Lockman. Go check that out. She's the real deal. She'll walk you through your breakup trials. You know, honestly, might be more valuable than a good single site, because at least you'll know. How to break up in a healthy way, which would probably improve many a marriage. We're going to take a break, my friends. And when we come back, do a little coaching corner uh, where I'll give you some of my coaching ideas, some coaching tips, and then we got a full show, another hour of fun right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show, second hour, hour number two, hour number two of um, the breakup fest. <laughs> You'd think a lot of people would not want to celebrate breakups, but we just had a great hour talking about you know how to grieve. It is possible to make it through. You should. Well,
2: I mean, what are the, what else are you going to do? Curl well, sometimes up ball? If, sometimes you have that feeling of
0: I'm never going to be able to get over this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Impending doom. Yeah, that's how. When as an EMT, I could tell if somebody was about to die because they get that look. Like, I'm about to die, <laughs> and then they die on you. Oh, great! And you're like, you should have said something. Mm-hmm. You think I can read non-verbals? Focus, man. Talk. <laughs> Use your words.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, here's a whistle. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. On the show today, we've been talking about the breakups and breakups. They're a hard part of life, mm-hmm. but in reality you're probably going to experience more breakups than, you know, long-term healthy relationships. Just the odds. Yeah, one, yeah, well, you'll probably have one, maybe two long-term healthy relationships. If you're really struggling, you'll have 12. But you will have a lot of breakups. So we've been talking earlier with Suzanne Lockman. Seriously, check out her stuff. Great information about kind of the process of grieving. Let me tell you what I coach people on. So when I mm-hmm. couples come to me, a lot of them are on the verge of divorce. They're done. and um, I, I make rules with them and we sit down. My rule and it sounds crazy is you can always divorce. If you want to divorce, you can always divorce. Problem, you're still going to be with you after the divorce and and being divorced, uh, even if it feels like you know you deserve it and nine of your ten friends say, yeah, you need to lo- you need to leave the loser. you still, have to deal with you. So let me give you some rules. Yeah, Sean has a question.
2: I, I just, I'm just wondering, how many times have you seen it that, I, I mean, you know, out of 10, how many times is it usually just one person's fault that, that, that a divorce ends up? I'm going to go with zero. Okay. Just, I, zero. I was just wondering.
0: Now, somebody may be 10% to blame and the other may be okay. 90, okay. But, but what I teach is you have to be 100% responsible for your percentage. And I never sit there and say, well, honestly, you're only 5%. I I kind of like people to think they're half of the fault. Yeah. Even if they're not. Because it's just healthy to know, okay, I'm half of this. Mm-hmm. And I love asking. I think I've talked about this before on the show. They always say, well, I mean, I know I'm part of the problem. I know that. Everyone tells me that. And then I quickly like to ask, okay, well, what part are you? Yeah. And they never have an idea. <laughs> they don't know. But if I say, what part is your partner? And they'll immediately give oh. me a list. Oh, well, let's just start alphabetically. Yeah. <laughs> let <laughs> let me get my notebook out. <laughs> yeah, uh, off we go. So, some of the rules I give um, and and this is a big key to I think success in in trying to improve a relationship if you're on the if you're on the ropes, if you're about to, you know, be TKO'd, slow down. Okay? Research shows that 66% of people who divorced wished that they had, had they and their spouse had tried harder to work through their differences. So, just slow down. Slow down. Get help. OK, and when I say help, I'm not saying get a therapist per se. You can. I love therapists. But I'm saying get help that produces results. So don't stop getting help until you get help that produces real results. It's not enough to say, yeah, we tried therapy. That didn't work. We tried classes. That didn't work. You get help until you. And it's, it's not going to be instant either. Mm. Oh, we, we went once. Yeah, you spent 30 years messing up the relationship. You're not going to fix it in a weekend. Right. That's why a weekend retreat drives me crazy. I think it's wonderful. It's a great kickstart. But in reality, you've got some changes to do. I would say if you can't remodel your house and your kitchen, you know, in less than six weeks, you probably can't remodel your marriage. You know, call me old-fashioned. But get results. Just a lot of spackle. (laughs) It, it drives me crazy because um, I came from a world kind of of corporate consulting where if you don't get results, you don't get paid again. Mm-hmm. They don't keep bringing you back. Right. But sometimes in our world of therapy, it's not about a result. It's about awareness. And sometimes it takes a while to get a result, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And But that's – in the end, um, spend the time to get real change happening. And if you do, what's great is you have really changed, which will then help you make the decision if you really need to end it. So if you make it with peace and you're aligned to your own values and your own principles, then all of a sudden you can move on with those values and principles. And it will help you either have to end it if you have to end it, or it will help you be stronger to deal with it and to manage what you need to manage. So get a trained counselor or a coach. Get help and and keep seeking advice from professionals that are um, pro-marriage, I'd highly suggest. I would choose professionals that are pro-marriage because some professionals aren't. They're not there to defend your marriage. They're just there to you know help you defend your psyche. And again, I don't want to get all off on that, but sometimes having a really strong self-esteem – is at sometimes at the expense of your ability to be strong with another person. Because if everything is always revolving around you, your values, your feelings, it's always about you, then you know, sometimes you may not have a place for another person. Another key, own 100% of your part of the problem. Never do you need to own everything. And if you're ever taking responsibility for something that is not really yours, stop it. Don't, don't own responsibility for your partner's anger. Don't take responsibility for your partner's abuse. That's not helping the situation. That's kind of murking it, clouding up the water a little bit, making it harder to see. So, But you do own 100% of your problems and be able to answer that question, what part of the problem are you? If you don't know what part of the problem you are, figure it out. The minute Stephen Covey used to say, the minute you think the problem is outside of you, that very thought is the problem. You must believe You are your part of the problem. Your problem could be simply you're angry. You get angry very, very easily. I had a client recently where she basically admitted she has a low sense of self-worth and he admitted that he's really impatient about it. And it causes a fight in everything they do because she sees everything kind of negatively because she doesn't feel like she's valuable and he gets impatient with her problem. So – Own your part of the problem. Also, always remember, if you can't remember anything else, you are part of the problem because you chose your partner. You thought that that was a solid choice. You convinced everyone else in your world that it was a great idea. You have responded or not responded to your partner over years. You have ignored, you have avoided, you had argued or ridiculed your partner. You felt the feelings of inferiority or emotional pain that you have, and you chose to bring children into that situation. So if that's the case, at least own that stuff. There's five choices right there. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty about your choices, but they are yours. Hello. A couple more things. Learn skills to relate before it's over. It will not get easier to learn relationship skills than with each other. I promise you it's not going to be, oh, so much easier to talk now that we're divorced. Oh, no way. You're still the same person I divorced. And now we still have to co-parent. So... Learn the skills. Go to classes. A lot of courts before you can divorce, before they'll process your paperwork, they basically ask you to take divorce classes and classes to learn how to relate so your kids have a shot and get your house in order. Last rule, get your house in order. Make sure you're physically strong, spiritually strong, socially strong, emotionally strong, financially strong. Get your house in order. Are you healthy? Do you have connected friend? Do you have a connection to your spiritual guide, your spiritual source? Do you have a social network that's strong? Do you feel balanced emotionally? Are you mentally healthy? Do you feel financially strong? Once you have your house in order, then you can make some decisions about divorce. Have the communication skills. Have the character. Boom. That's it, folks. Uh, just some tools. Basic, simple little tools. Anyway, fun stuff. Um if you want more help on that, go to matttownsend.com. Matt Townsend, Send. Three words, one guy with a killer set of abs. Just putting that out there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Brooke Walker's in the house. TV personality, executive producer, host of the Studio 5 show with Brooke Walker. She's going to be talking to us about just some funny breakups that happen. We won't be mentioning any of James. James has got 12. How many of you had, James? 14 breakups. I'm not going to mention one of them. Baker's dozen. A Baker's dozen. Anyway, good times. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. More on, uh, you know, breakups right here on the Matt Townsend Show. (laughs)
3: Hard
0: to do. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. To Breaking do. up is hard to do, but uh, not for our next guest, just because she's researched it. She's never had a breakup in her life. That's Neil Sedaka, by the way. Tell me that. Just the name, Neil Sedaka. Come
3: on. Come on!
0: Hey, uh, Brooke Walker's joining us. Brooke is the host and executive producer of the Lifestyle Show Studio 5 with Brooke Walker. She's the member of the award-winning KSL News team, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's from Salt Lake City is where they produce the show. But uh, the way these mountains work, uh, the whole Intermountain West can basically pick up a lot of what Brooke does. She works with the Operation Smile and Primary Children's Medical Center. She's married to Mark, and she is an incredible, incredible person woman and we've asked her to do a little research for us brooke walker welcome to the matt townsend show
4: hello i for the record love that neil Sedaka song
0: don't you love neil by the way mm-hmm.
4: it's one of those songs though, that i only know like one or two lines so yeah you just sing those yeah. really loud and then hum the rest
0: were you tapping your toe by the way
4: i was i was humming actually was I, I was that what that was you. yeah sorry that was yeah. a buzz in your ear
0: no i just thought i just thought you were wheezing
4: Oh, sorry about that. No, I'm using not to be confused with my singing. Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, you Brooklyn. Hey, Brooke, I got some good news for you. What? And I want to run it by you because I want you to tell me if you want to put it on your show. What is it? Have you guys ever done a wedding show on your show?
4: Well, we We're, did a couple. Many. We did a couple shows many years ago. What we found was brides aren't watching my program. Mothers of the brides are. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: So you know there okay. has to be a certain twist, but what? Well, what do no, you this going is
0: on? seriously twisted. What? Um, so guess who's getting married? Who? Well, Charles Manson.
4: <laughs> oh, I just read about this. So
0: I think Charles Manson, you do a show. He's marrying a, a, a lovely twenty-six-year-old friend.
4: Which, by the way, their couple shot—they both look like blissfully happy. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Well, sure. <laughs>
4: I mean, it looks like it could be framed and hung in the Disney Halloween mansion. That's how cute <laughs> that couple picture is.
0: But don't you think that that would be a great, like, wedding show? Like, you know, they, the Today Show has a wedding show, don't they?
4: Here's what I'll do. I'll let you do it first. Oh. I'll give you do the first exclusive scoop. And then if it goes well for you, yeah. we might consider it. Okay. It
0: up. Why don't we just consider what I just did, the my first shot at it? That was it? Yeah, that was it.
4: Well, so, then we're going to pass officially.
0: Oh, you don't want to run with it.
4: <laughs> Sorry, but I appreciate the tip.
0: I just think if anyone could pull it off it'd be you, Brooke.
4: Well, I just saw some crazy article like five things you need to know about his fiance or, you know, some yeah. list that pulled you in, sucked me in. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. What, what what
0: what? I mean, what what do you think attracted her?
4: Are you really going to ask me to comment on this? <laughs> really? Well, I just let think me tell it's you fun. Why I think attracted her to Charles Manson. I mean, obviously, I no he's
0: got—he's in the big house.
4: I know, I know. And he's—you he, hear about these a 2020 yeah. special like three years ago about yeah. how women become obsessed with what is it—the power or the bad boy image? Yeah. Or
0: see, that's I'm—I've got the bad boy image, and a lot of people are like.
4: Man, that oh, yeah.
0: Matt's—he's the bad boy.
4: Mr. Khakis, parted hair, glasses, wearing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what pulled Marnie in. Totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you making fun of my khakis?
4: No, no. I no. I almost said I like your khakis, but that would not sound appropriate either. Yeah. You're fine. You dress yeah. fine.
0: Hey, um, you, you've been doing other research. So, what what have you found about breakups? Have you ever had a bad breakup?
4: Yeah. So and this is an interesting topic because you're asking someone to kind of go back into their. Yeah. Not that I have skeletons in my no, closet, no, no. but. No. I've had a couple of breakups that have really kind of rattled me a little bit. They're hard. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I have to. I have to. Yeah. But, I mean, legally, I can't talk about mine.
4: Well, see, me either. And that's where it gets tricky is because you never know who's listening. I know. So I don't want to say too much. No, no. I'll just say there were tears. I was in college, early 20s. Really? It was rough. Yeah. And very dramatic now that I look back on it.
0: Did you, did you, um, you didn't pull, you didn't key his car, did you?
4: I didn't go that far.
0: Who's who sings that song? Carrie
4: Underwood. Carrie Underwood. What?
0: Carrie Underwood sings a song about keying some guy's car.
4: She is too classy for that.
0: I know. I thought so too. Oh no, she she said it, and it's she. uh, Yeah, she keys this car. It's not pretty. We'll play it in a second.
4: I possibly, after another breakup, I possibly threw some things away on purpose. Yeah, that had accidentally been left in my possession.
0: I can't be sure. Yeah, yeah. It's called "Before He Cheats." Oh, is that the song called? Yeah. But, but, okay. Yeah. We'll we'll play it. We'll play it maybe in the bump in between when we take a break with you. Probably
4: not quite as good as the Neil Sedaka one, but I'm
0: willing to play it. No, see, Neil Sedaka, it makes you feel good. But Carrie's song, she's angry because there's this girl. Yeah. Yeah. And she's committing a crime. Yeah.
4: Yes.
0: Yeah. And we're not proponents of this.
4: No. Please don't do that. No. Please don't marry a convicted murderer, and please do not take your kids yeah. to somebody else's car. That's why we do the show. You only can learn on the Matt Townsend Show.
0: See, Brooke, that's why I need you here, because you clarify me.
4: Well, we just want to be clear about that.
0: I look like a loose cannon just saying stuff, and you just <laughs> brought it all into a very concise, you know.
4: A loose cannon in khakis.
0: <laughs> with my hair parted. <laughs>
4: Uh, okay, but no, so here's what we did. So yeah. With the help of your talented Matt Townsend research production team, did you know you have one of those? When
0: did we get that group?
4: Well, I have been working with them all day, and they are fantastic. Have
0: they? Great. Excellent. Yeah.
4: So we kind of aggregated this teeny tiny source called the World Wide Web. Ooh. And we put together kind of a top ten list of crazy breakups, like reasons people have ended a relationship. I mean, yes. They're legitimate, recorded. Yes. Confirmed reasons.
0: Okay, these are legitimate. These have been documented on the interweb,
4: and we know it's true.
0: And WikiLeaks.
4: Everything on the internet is true.
0: Okay, good. Yeah.
4: So one gal reportedly broke up with her boyfriend of many years because she couldn't get over that he pronounced coleslaw cold <laughs> slaw. Cold slaw. <laughs> cold slaw. Which technically, it's served.
0: Yeah, it's jungle, cold.
4: So he wasn't yeah. that far off. I
0: mean, really, and. You would think that wouldn't matter. But when you've got love until I guess you're at KFC and your husband (laughs) orders the cold slaw.
4: Well, speaking of KFC, a lot of these actually revolves around food and eating habits. So here we go. The next one. Another woman, different than the first, refused. Well, so she broke up with her boyfriend because he refused to eat anything besides, here we go, chicken nuggets and french fries.
0: Oh, wow. That
4: was where she drew the line.
0: Yeah, but that's, she's rude.
4: She knocked out two of the food groups. Basically.
0: Well, yeah, two of the anchors.
4: <laughs> <So> <laughs> wait till
0: they're married, wait till they have kids and they need dino nuggets.
4: I know, what are they going to do? Their also, kids are going to
0: starve. I
4: know. This one kind of, I I mean, I know these are like totally out there, but this one I kind of could see where it would grate on your nerves. Yeah. So this is a man breaking up with a woman because she held her fork overhanded, so like the <laughs> shovel technique.
0: Yeah, yeah. She held and her fork like a, like a linebacker on a football team during, is. you know, food yes, and time. and
4: he made the very logical point, you can't take someone like that anywhere.
0: Mm. True right? point. That's a great
4: point. Right? Someone else ate peas one at a time. Another woman showed up. These are all, again, legitimate reasons relationships ended. Another woman showed up at her fairly new boyfriend's work, place of employment, to give him a sweater. It was a present, and they'd only been dating seven days.
0: And he broke up with her for that?
4: I know. What What do you think? If somebody – go back to your dating days, Townsend. Jeez. If somebody showed up at your work yeah. with a beautifully wrapped box yeah. and inside was a sweater, possibly hand-knit, I can't be sure. No, no, yeah. Would you but, break up with her? Well,
0: if I was a lifeguard, I probably would.
4: Because <laughs> no need for the sweater? At the
0: pool. But no, you just love her and say, oh, you've been knitting all night.
4: See? It kind of reminds me of that movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. The By the way, this is kind of scary
0: because anybody that wants to break up is now getting ideas from us.
4: They're like, what could I do to possibly sabotage my relationship? Cold slaw. Cold slaw. Another one. This boyfriend did not believe in the moon landing. Well. Didn't happen. <laughs> not true.
0: <laughs> the government. It's a It's a <laughs> conspiracy.
4: She kicked him to the curb. This That's... one cracked me up. Okay, we're rounding out our top ten. Are yep, you ready? Yep. Three more. Um, this girl, this woman, I'll say girl because this is a little bit of an immature state of mind, but she, she looked at her boyfriend from a distance like she was walking toward him in a parking lot per yeah. se. And all of a sudden she realized his head was way too big for his body.
0: Oh, yeah. Disproportionate.
4: Yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't mm,
0: do it. That's true. He'd, I am guilty
4: of the <laughs> Are you ready?
0: Yeah, let's go. Big head, okay. I can't
4: believe Mark stayed with me through this. This is great. And continues to sit at my side because somebody reported breaking up with a man because he wouldn't fast forward through the commercials on the DVR.
3: Ooh. I
4: totally do that. I sit there and get sucked in. Really? Makes Mark crazy.
0: Well, yeah. You'd think you'd know just with your TV background.
4: I know, but I, I mean, advertisers... Basically fund the television yeah. industry. I mean, I your whole, your
0: salary is paid by advertisers. Right.
4: So I'm going to watch those commercials, sure. dang it.
0: Sure, sure. You got um, one two more, more, two more, yep.
4: Two more, sorry. I think I miscounted. No, that's good. Um, this one says that every time, this is so annoying, every time this man yawned, his girlfriend thought it was hilarious, just to stick her finger in his open mouth.
0: Yeah. I used just to like do that. Boom. You know, James had a girlfriend that did that, but she lost her finger.
4: I can imagine. It's tragic.
0: Finally, uh, the old yawn, finger in the mouth trick. It's you only need to mess that one up once.
4: I mean, let's. It's all about the timing at that point.
0: Yeah. Plus, I'm really gaggy. So if anybody did that to me,
4: well, now you're going back to your tonsils. I don't That's think they true. said it was like a oh, okay. choking attempt.
0: I misunderstood that.
4: Okay. Final one, and I this is kind of hits a sore spot. I don't know if I want to share this story, but maybe okay. I will. Yeah. So she broke up with this man because his hands were softer, prettier, more dainty, and feminine than hers oh wow so maybe one time i was on television in a crafting challenge with a radio host yes a male radio host yes works in my same building yes and we were doing this crafting challenge and we were working side by side and the camera was going in for the close-ups right of our hands busy at work <laughs> and apparently somebody said in the control room where the director and all the producers are gathering watching this all unfold somebody said wow brian was his name brian the radio host must get Manicures, like his hands. Look at his nails. they beautiful. His cuticles are so cleaned up. And finally, somebody had the gall to say, "Actually, I think those are Brooke's hands." <laughs> Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Plus, well, what, anyway. what's funny though is he—he's got a lot of hair on his hands.
4: Stop it! No, he doesn't. No, That's he has a thing. lot.
0: He's a, got a lot of hair on those hands. Yeah. That's weird. I
4: refuse to comment.
0: Anyway, are you going to stick with this? You got another one. What are we doing in the next? Uh, next well,
4: we've got some crazy breakup stories. Oh, Those good. are reasons people broke up. We're just having yeah. fun with this topic. No, I, I love hope it. You, I hope you provided real legitimate information. Prior no, we
0: did. And we had cold slaw earlier, too.
4: Okay, see, perfect. So coming up, crazy breakup stories. Like, you can't believe how this went down.
0: That's it. By the way, here she is, Carrie Underwood, before he cheats. We'll be right back on The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back everybody This is the Matt Townsend Show Today we are talking about breakups And uh, you know Funny reasons that people break up As well as just (laughs) Sometimes they're sad stories That's why you just need to put on a song like this When I walked in today James was In the corner Shaking In the fetal position What happened James? I do that every day. It's my show prep. Oh, that's your show prep. Yeah. Yeah, and then you popped right up and you said, oh, just psyching myself up. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like to listen to some sad songs. I'm ready for our show. Let's happen. Let's make it happen. Hey, on the, on the phone with us is Brooke Walker, the Brooke Walker. She is the host and executive producer of the Lifestyle Show Studio 5 with Brooke Walker and a member of the award-winning KSL team. Also works with Operation Smile, Primary Children's Medical Center. You've got to go check out Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Vine, what else, Brooke?
4: I'm not on Vine. Mm. So delete that from...
0: Well, somebody's a little behind the times. The
4: tour list. I am behind the times. I barely Instagram? even tweet. I'm still catching up. But Facebook, I'm there.
0: You're big on Instagram.
4: I love Instagram, too, yeah.
0: Yeah. You. Um. Uh, didn't you break up with somebody on Instagram once?
4: <laughs> I did not. Okay.
0: I thought I you did. did not. I thought you did. By the way, thank you for introducing – at my show last Friday, I did a big date night, and Brooke was yes. the – Brooke introduced me.
4: Let me tell you, and Matt, you can just plug your ears so that your head okay. doesn't get any bigger than it used to be. Oh, Matt, my big head. Stars. Are you saying
0: I have a big head?
4: Listen, okay. he – well, I saw you for, in a parking lot from a distance, and I thought yeah. – uh, no.
0: Look at those khakis.
4: You take that stage, and all of these couples are like – it is like electric. You could be a musician, a rock star. I mean –
0: Well, who says I'm not?
4: You carry that presence. And what was so cool is what you really have. So it was a, it was a dating workshop, like a marriage workshop, yeah. right? Yeah. And you put all these couples. And I don't, I'm just saying, I'm saying probably half of the men there had been maybe dragged by well, others. Well, yeah. They're wondering or, how
0: they got there.
4: Sure. They're like, some of them had been workshop? drugged. Halfway through, I look around to see all these men who weren't sure about it and were mm-hmm. very apprehensive scribbling notes in their see? little booklet. It was yeah. awesome.
0: But you know what the notes said? I read some of them. When is this going to be over?
4: No, it didn't. It didn't? No. Okay. Did Mark Did Mark thinking, learn anything? I, yeah, we, we both had little ahas. Plus, I don't think I told you this. What? I think I told your assistant. But I was sitting behind a very high profile community leader. Really? Yes.
0: Was it Gandhi?
4: I cannot name names. Oh, I want to know. You're a big deal.
0: I'm a big deal. Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you later.
4: Yeah. No, I forgot to tell you.
0: I'm going to put it on Instagram. You can't. Okay.
4: Darn it. I essentially was a spy in that moment. But
0: I appreciate you being there because I know A, you're trying to move into a new house. B, uh, you Mark gets dragged everywhere. C, you also had done the ice capades. I have. And introduced people and introduced the ice capades. J, ice
4: capades.
0: Disney on ice, was it? Was it Disney yeah, on my ice? My
4: mom thought, she confused yeah. my events during that week and thought that you were actually skating at Disney on ice, is what she heard. Yeah. But uh, that didn't happen. But Jay, I, I think we were at the letter J, which yeah. I think was, I come to your date night, you come help me move.
0: Hmm.
4: Isn't that the agreement?
0: Actually, um, mm, no, <laughs> let's, just, let's just go to L. Okay. Hey, uh, let me ask you one more thing before we get off of that topic. Did you what? think that my leather, black leather pants were different, uh, more attractive, less attractive than my typical khakis?
4: I liked leather pants. What I felt like was the eyeliner, the black eyeliner yeah. with the leather pants was a little bit too much.
0: I knew it. I knew I pushed the envelope right there. Yeah,
4: but one or the other would be just great for yeah. next
0: time. Yeah, and you know what else I hate about leather pants is um, <laughs> <laughs> they squeak when you walk and it feels like you're breaking in a glove.
4: Have you ever thought that people could be tuning into your radio show in the middle of this conversation and not mm. quite sure what is going on?
0: No, that's a great thought.
4: You should probably consider hold on, that Sean. Write so that down. Talking about leather pants. <laughs> Remind me, yeah.
0: So just, yeah. Anyway, forget the leather pants. Let's go back to Brooke Walker. <sighs> Brooke. Um, so Brooke, yes, ta- sir. talk to me about breakups.
4: So you have just to confirm, you have shared some legitimate relationship advice prior to our conversation, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did. We did a whole like I'm hour of
4: throwing it. in the goofy curveball.
0: Yeah. No. This is. I like the goofy curveball because. It just allows us all to relax. We're talking about breakups.
4: Right. And that's making fun of other people. Yeah.
0: Which we, we don't want to do, but we do. Because mm-hmm. we we'd rather make fun of others' breakups than have to deal with our own.
4: Exactly. So, again, I worked with the Talented Townsend Relationship Production Team. Mm-hmm. We aggregated a few stories from the Internet, multiple sources, the Huffington Post, the New York Times. They had all done kind of these polls where they asked their readers – um, to write in with their crazy breakup stories. So yes. here are a couple of them. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to read verbatim on some of these because they're just too good. Well, sure. You don't want
0: to miss the good stuff.
4: Right. So Carla was a 29-year-old woman, and her boyfriend and her both worked at the very same company. and It technically wasn't against policy for them to be da- dating, mm. but they didn't exactly publicize it. Sure. So Carla wrote this. We'd been on the rocks. So I was pretty sure things were coming to an end, but I definitely didn't think it would happen the way it did. The day after a really nasty fight, I came into work to find an email to the entire office no announcing way. two things. One, his re- resignation, and two, the end of their relationship. Oh. So he broke up with her in front of their entire staff. Yeah,
0: that's not good.
4: I can do better.
0: I, I, you know what? We could have coached him out of that one.
4: Could you have helped Yeah,
0: him? yeah. Let's just make, for everybody listening, yeah. don't do that. Okay. Hope that helps.
4: I'm going to write this down. Don't, yeah, don't do not do that. that. I think we should also agree not to do what yeah. Allie's boyfriend did.
0: Oh, boy. What did Allie's so boyfriend do? So,
4: Allie was 30. Do? This is probably a take the caker. Oh, boy. Her boyfriend, she says, was a serious mama's boy. She knew that. Yes.
0: Oh, they always she are. she
4: thought she could get in there and kind of, you know, change yeah, him a little him. bit. Sure. That'll work. As we do. So this boyfriend of hers insisted on having dinner with his mom at least twice a week. So oh, she was man. being supportive and she'd go to the dinner with him, right? Yeah. So during one of these mama son dinners, the mom looked at Allie, the girlfriend, yeah. took her hand and said, We have to talk. <laughs> and she got really nervous, like, yeah. what is going on? And she's trying to catch her boyfriend's eye, but he was just intently staring at her lap, like would not make eye contact. La 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 The mother informed Allie things weren't working. <sighs> It was best for them to break up and for her to leave.
0: You are kidding me.
4: Ali tried to get the boyfriend to talk it out in the other room, but he wouldn't even respond. So there you go. The wimpy um, boyfriend made his mom break up with her.
0: J- Jim, are you going to say anything? Jim, talk to me.
4: Can you imagine? I
0: can't imagine. That is
4: crazy. Terrible. By the
0: way, James did the exact same thing. He did not. Yeah, he did. Twice.
4: <sighs>
0: anyway. That is horrible.
4: Okay, here are a couple words. Let me just like, give
0: a rule on that though. I'd like what? to have a rule give for a, each one of these. Yeah. Don't have your mom break up for you. Okay,
4: hold on. Don't. Yeah,
0: man up. Man up. Your mom. Break up on your own.
4: Yeah. Mercy. You know what kind of crucial advice we are giving the world.
0: Yeah. This is this is why we do the show, Brooke.
4: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: This is why we bring it live 2 hours a day.
4: <laughs>
0: because we we're live? changing we're live and oh. we and it's when we're worldwide. We're on I don't know if you've heard of Sirius XM. We're on the satellite.
4: You're big time. I don't know if you heard, too.
0: We we landed on a comet with our satellite.
4: Oh, my goodness.
0: Huge news.
4: Okay, these are some one-liners that people have laid down. Because breakups can be awkward. Yeah,
0: sometimes having a one-liner helps.
4: Right. So how is this one-liner? You are a pillar of negativity in this beacon of shining light I produce.
0: Wow. That's profound. Well, I felt moved. That's good.
4: Here's another one. This one came via text. A girlfriend said to her boyfriend, I don't think we should see each other anymore. I trust you won't need an explanation.
0: Wow. See, they had had an issue.
4: An issue. Another boyfriend sent his girlfriend a text after ignoring her for three weeks. And this text was in Swahili. (laughs) And she had to translate it.
0: Yeah. What what was it? What did it say? So he must have gone to Swahili. I mean, to Swaziland. What do they call it? Yeah.
4: That works. I think it possibly translated out to say something like good riddance. Mm. Can't be sure.
0: But that's not a bad idea to use a foreign language.
4: Well, it it does delay the sting. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, and they work off some energy trying to find someone to translate it.
4: Right, right. Another one reported their worst breakup being the time that he literally counted down the minutes to midnight, but he technically didn't break up with her on her birthday. Mm. Technically, it was 12.02.
3: But see,
0: honestly, what a guy.
4: I mean, champ.
0: <laughs> and then you, finally,
4: uh, this is my favorite one. Yeah. I'm going to fill it up with Last the Best of All again. There we go. Somebody said, mm, I don't think we should see each other anymore. But it's not you. Yeah. It's the weather.
0: Good point. Good point. I
4: mean, way to be in tune with the seasons and the climate.
0: Well, weather can kill.
4: It, that is true.
0: By the way, was that Al Roker?
4: I can't be sure, but next you, time I see him, I'll ask. Him. You
0: met Al Roker.
4: I did just a couple of weeks ago. See, that
0: would be a great Al Roker breakup line.
4: It's not you; it's the weather. It's the
0: weather. I'm more in love with the 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 high pressures system that's coming in.
4: Too funny. You Too know, funny people. You know what?
0: Um, I feel smarter than everyone.
4: This is for for no other reason, this possibly just made us feel like socially intelligent, oh yeah, mm, mm-hmm.
0: we are like savants.
4: It's how I feel when I walk dr doc- when I watch Dr. Phil, yeah, I think you know what, I could be having the worst day, Mm-mm. I could be feeling like a disorganized mess, but I turn on Dr. Phil and suddenly I feel okay.
0: see that's how I feel, just so you know um, I was gonna
4: say... you were gonna say turning on my show
0: <laughs> but then I thought that sounds rude. <laughs> So I not. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say that's what I feel when you told me these stories.
4: Okay. Thank you for that correction. By
0: the way, you've got a great show. Thank you. Are you going to keep doing that? Because, yeah, I mean, I know you don't want to announce anything right now. But, you know, if you wanted, you could come on my show and you could um, just do little bits like this. Really? Yeah. I'm just throwing that out
4: there. Hmm. So I haven't lost all credibility on no this way. conversation? You just... Oh,
0: you gained credibility. In fact, right now, James. J- by the way, of that list, James yes. had four of the five breakups you discussed.
4: <laughs> James is like, who mm-hmm. is reading my journal?
0: Yeah, actually, Dude. actually, he only had three of the five. Three of the four. Three of the five because his mom broke up once for him.
4: I'm waiting for James to pipe in at any time. No,
0: they're all in the same
1: breakup.
4: Oh, shoot, it was one girl. James. It was
0: a rebounder. She kept coming Don't back.
4: Waste all those good ones on one person. I know. I know. Spread them
0: out. Another great. Bit of advice from the Matt Townsend show, Brooke Walker. You are the out. best.
4: Hey, that was fun. Sorry for the little. No, that was perfect. wrench in your in your show. Can but you
0: a give Mark a hug and b go out have some chicken and some coleslaw?
4: I will do that. Coleslaw, my favorite. Mm,
0: it's cold on my teeth, my sensitive teeth. <laughs> thanks, no, you Brooklyn. Get your
4: leather pants, though, it might stay. Oh, you
0: know, if you want, um, you can have them.
4: <laughs> no, mate.
0: No, they're recently armor
4: Later.
0: Later, Gator. Brooke Walker's her name. Go check her out on Facebook. She really is a pro. You got to go. She's the real deal. She is a real broadcaster, unlike us. like We're faking it. She's the real deal. Sean's like, "Mm mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, supporting those who are breaking up. Get a little more serious as we wrap up the show. Alyssa's going to walk us through how to support people that are breaking up. And, hey, if you're a mom out there. Don't support them by breaking up for them. Come on! This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends. We're wrapping it up. On top of the world, that means... uh, We've only got a few more minutes of this incredible show on breakups. Then we're going to break up for just a few hours.
3: Good.
0: In the house, Alyssa's joining us. Alyssa has been putting together a, um, a survival kit for right all those people going through breakups.
1: Right now. Nobody in this room. Yeah, that's Nobody good. Nobody in this room. Well, we think. No. We don't actually know. Yeah,
0: we're not. Some aren't letting in. <laughs> just They're not assuming. letting us in on all the secrets. <laughs> yeah. but um, Because it, it, you need a good kit. You yeah. need. I personally think macaroni and cheese needs to be on the list
1: in the survival kit. Do you of think breaking up mm, yes. all the cheese and cheap food? Ooh. It's actually good. Like yeah. people can't pretend they don't like a little McDonald's every now and then.
0: But you know, there's a point where the kit is just no longer, you know, needed. Like six right. weeks, you six have to months wean after, yourself off of it you got to sure. get rid of the kit. What, Three years
1: after you should be done using this kit.
0: That's so true. <laughs> what, what should be in the kit?
1: Okay, so we need some tissues. Why? This is just right after yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you've been crying. Yeah. Your nose is awkwardly running. James. Your face is just dripping with this stuff. This was James
0: when we walked in. But he hasn't broken up. He and Monica oh. are deeply in love. Molly. Yeah, it's just it's show Molly. prep. Molly. Molly. He and Molly. It's just how he... But we need <laughs> tissues... Right? We need yeah. to catch the tears. Right. And we ought to hydrate. So you ought to be drinking lots of fluids.
1: Yeah. And you need someone to hold the tissues and like, to hold like your the hold over the nose. That's, see, that's a mother then, thing. Blow, blow. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Or just learn to blow your own nose.
1: Okay, that works too. That's
0: gross. What, uh, so tissues, that's huge. Yeah, what else? and this
1: is more of a girls list, so I guess it could apply oh. to boys. Oh, so it might not apply I'm to us. I'm thinking, yeah. Well, let me just with add, I'll just add mind. some of the guy things. Okay, so well, the next so guys one, don't
0: need a tissue, they just need a sleeve.
1: Right. And some <laughs> laundry detergent.
0: Yeah, if you want to go that
1: okay, way. Okay, yeah. The next one is chick flicks. You need them. You can't live with them. You can't live without them.
0: Okay, see, to me, why
1: is James putting this James? What do you think about that? Just,
0: just hypothetically, if you had just broken up with uh, Melania, what would you want to turn to a chick flick? Well, I just think that uh, watching a chick flick would drive me into a deeper depression. No, Mm -hmm. that's
1: not true. I think you ought to go
0: action movies. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Batman, Rambo, Rambo. Oh, Rambo. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess Star it is Wars. ironic
1: that we like the chick flick right after yeah. we end it our seems, own chick flick. Yeah,
0: it just seems like you're reinflicting pain. Yeah, yeah. That's we that's, like
1: to feel the pain over. Yeah, end okay. End that's for...
0: that's probably why you broke up. Yeah. Hypothetically, we don't have to get into no, that. No, no, We're that's just good. talking that's talking the <laughs> yeah, kids, so chick flicks, or or uh, <laughs> you know, active action movies. That's right,
1: cool. right. But the next one we kind of talked about a little bit: the comfort foods, mm,
0: macaroni and cheese.
1: Yeah. I don't uh, know why I'm Ice hungry. cream, chocolate, yeah, mashed potatoes, maybe. Really? <laughs> Those are always a comfort food. <laughs>
0: Plus you could use the same scooper <laughs> yeah, for your ice cream. I
1: cold- don't know. Which one would you want to use first?
0: You know what breakup says to me?
1: <laughs> what?
0: What food? Cold slaw. <laughs> cold mm. slaw would be perfect. After I love breakup. cold slaw.
1: Dude, that's gross.
0: Have you ever had warm slaw? <sighs>
3: gross.
1: No.
0: Cold slaw? Yummy. You could eat it all day.
1: <laughs> Sounds like the ultimate solution for Some sure. say
0: tomato. Some say tomato. Some say cold slaw. Some say mashed potato. Right. Someone's Good around. application.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Come okay. food. I then, say macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Pizza. I, that's pretty. Oh, pizza. You don't typically think. I guess it's quick.
0: Oh, yeah. Five bucks. Yeah. Little Caesars.
1: French fries. That kind of thing. Okay. Okay. And the next thing you need um, is friends. You need people surrounding you because you had someone always there for you and now they're gone and you don't want to feel the emptiness. Kind of what we were talking about earlier um, this week about letting yourself feel sad. You don't want that. No, You just want the friends.
0: But we also talked about that you want to mourn. You have to mourn. You have to Mm -hmm. go through the stages of mourning. So maybe you don't want your friends around because you're a downer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But – but the true friends stay through. They stay the, through it. The ups and the downs, And right? if
0: you're lucky, maybe you'll start dating one of your friends. Yeah. Kind of a rebound <laughs> thing. <laughs> is that bad? That's a bad thing. Oh, that's great.
1: Oh, okay. But you
0: need somebody to go <laughs> golfing with, per se. But, but see, the, one of the things you're presuming is that we have friends.
1: Oh, because this gets yeah, this is a true. lot more depressing if friends.
0: the listener doesn't have friends.
1: Yeah, and the next one is with friends too. We need the girls' night. So hopefully we have some friends. Well, out by the there way, the fastest way
0: for any guy to get out of uh, a breakup yeah, with a girl night. is a girls' night. Is have a girls' night. Yeah, it works this out one really does well.
1: apply to both genders really well. <laughs> <laughs> girls' night.
0: James, have you ever gone to a girls' night after a breakup? Breakup. No, I, I, after I, a breakout I, as well. No, after <laughs> no. a breakup, neither. Neither. <laughs> okay. That's sad. Uh, okay, so girls' night out where you get out on the town. Yeah, you you doll yourself up. Uh-huh. You know, you go see if you're still viable. Is that what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Or were you just you trying kind to get of away?
1: shun the boys for a little bit?
0: Yeah, so it really is a girls' night out. So
1: it's just the girls, you know. Sounds fun. Yeah, um, and <sighs> with the girls' night is the next one: the car ride with your favorite music, A.K.A. Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, and she knows she's got the breakup music. She's going. got great oh, yeah, a she's breakup. Oh she's there for songs. everyone. I know. She's, she's been there for me. <laughs>
0: Nobody does a breakup better than Taylor Swift. No. Right. She also makes a song about it. How, she makes how powerful is that? That you can it. break up with somebody and then make up a breakup song and then it's a top. Five songs. Yeah, or,
1: that's true. Oh,
0: and rub it in. The, just rub it so in. The question she's got is, so much power. Yeah. Do you, do you brag about that if you're the person the song's about? It's like, yeah, that, that <laughs> song's about me.
1: That was me. You know what? <laughs> I feel like you do. It's Taylor Swift.
0: If you're Taylor Swift, <laughs> I would make it so if they played the song backwards, you could hear the person's name.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Jimmy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Red, Jimmy O's. <laughs> I <rub>. like that. <laughs> that's a great idea. Maybe yeah. she'll do that. She yeah.
1: probably listens to BYU Radio. Oh,
0: no. She's, I, she's avid, an so, avid listener. Yeah. Taylor, Let's do that. Make it happen. Let it be known. But uh, it was my idea, so that's copyrighted by the Matt Townsend Show.
1: Okay. That's good.
0: Any other things in the kit?
1: Yeah. So take yourself away from social media. I saw this thing that said (laughs) do everything in real life. Don't let yourself get sucked into just looking on the computer the whole day. But
0: it seems like, too, you ought to be careful because if you're on social media, then you're going to start breaking up on social media. And breaking right. out All and over messing the place. it up, yeah,
1: yeah, sharing too many feelings, like, and then
0: people are like, "Boy, men are pigs." <laughs> yeah, and then, well, then you're like, "Oh, they broke up." Yeah, and also, you're going to yeah. be looking at their stuff. You're just going to be trying to like look yeah. at their page. Yeah, How don't be they a doing? Creeper. Don't go yeah. creep on their page. Mm-hmm. This is great advice. Thank you, Alyssa. It's like you've done this before. Oh, like you're a veteran or something. It's like a okay, veteran. okay, way, you guys. By, by the way, you <laughs> have girls' night tonight, don't you?
1: This is a safe place. <laughs>
0: Not anymore. <laughs> By the way, Alyssa is now free, uh, looking for love in all of the wrong places. Thanks, Alyssa. That was beautiful. The breakup kit. Hey, here's a quote for you. Sometimes bad things in life open your eyes to the good things you weren't paying attention to before. Like a breakup can help you see how good life is for you. And, uh, you know, life is good. Hey, tomorrow on the show, are you worried about raising a brat? Tomorrow's show, we're going to be teaching you how to avoid the traps of the brat, how to make sure your kids can be healthy and strong. That's on tomorrow's show. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be here again tomorrow. More fun, more ideas right here on BYU Radio.